What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are you guys this morning? Healthy and alive. Alive and healthy. How about you? You know, I'm I'm fine, GP. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm actually, I'm surprised. You're here three days in a row. Three days in a row. You're here. Accidents happen, man. Like this is, this is the fluke from like the beginning days. You being Mm -hmm. here three times a week. And we're actually going to get you for a fourth. You'll be on the exclusive this week. Maybe. Maybe. Now, now he says maybe. Right, We already got him lined up. Now he says maybe. Maybe. All right, gentlemen. I know this is a this is a topic that this concerns all of us. And I know that this is and it really does. And that this is something that we've been watching very carefully over the last. Uh, what was it like year, maybe two years? Yeah, last year specifically, uh, for sure. The Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. You know how they remove the uh, the logo and the name and all that stuff. The company has officially announced the new name. It's been revealed after this this controversy uh, that surrounded Aunt Jemima, which, by the way, the family of the Aunt Jemima woman said, uh, we're telling you to keep that on there. We're not offended by anything. Uh, we're asking that you please keep our ancestor on your product. Uh, yeah, the company didn't care. What? So yeah, the company didn't care. Company didn't care. They removed it anyway. Because of political correctness, uh-huh. because it was controversial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, virtue, virtue signaling is more important than what your what I was going to say feelings are, but that's the virtue signal. So man, yeah, it's your feelings. It's your feelings. It's how you feel. You know, I was hoping that they would change it. If I mean, I, actually, I didn't want them to change it at all. But I was hoping since they were going to change it, they would have changed it to Aunt Tifa. Oh yes, instead of Aunt Jemima, just Aunt Tifa. Very relevant. That, that would have been yeah, it would have been great. It would have been great. Because that's, I mean, that's that's kind of what it, you know what it's all about here. But they've also changed it on the pancake mix as well. So not just the syrup was changed; the pancake mix was changed as well. They've announced the name change, and you guys aren't going to believe what it is. It's called the Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company. Yes, it's actually just like that's the company that yeah, like that that's the original company that made it to begin with. Of course, Quaker Oats, you know, bought it out, but they've actually just called it Pearl Milling Company. Like that's the name of the syrup now. It's just Pearl Milling Company. Isn't wow. that racist in and of itself? If we're going to do identity politics, it, that that that's identifying a, a a more wealthy class that are able to afford pearls. You know, or I didn't even color. I, I didn't even realize this, and not not to gloss over that point there, but what you're right on. But they changed the pancake syrup, the pancake mixes, the cornmeal, the flour, and the grits. They changed all of it. It's now all called the Pearl Milling Company. Like, it just says, it's the most ridiculous thing. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, have you seen a picture of this? It's literally just a bottle of syrup that says Pearl Milling Company, original syrup. So they got rid of black, any kind of black representation on their product? They did. And I guess- To make it less racist? Yeah. And I think, didn't we cover, that's, yeah, you're right. And that, didn't we cover that they got rid of the cream of wheat guy as well? My favorite chef. No, yeah. they didn't do that. Did yeah, they? and and you know they did. I think they did. I'm pretty sure they yeah. did. They did. Yeah, they did. And they also got rid of the Land Lakes butter woman that was on there. The the Native American woman that was on there. They got rid of that as well. So basically, you had a uh, wasn't Uncle Ben's. 
Isn't that Uncle Ben's? Yeah, they got rid of Uncle Ben too. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, they well, did. You can't get rid of Uncle. It's so so. Basically, what's happening is you have a bunch of white people saying we have to get rid of colored people on our advertising because racism. Sounds legit. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The former name Aunt Jemima recently faced criticism due to its racial stereotyping. I don't remember any civil rights groups out there calling for that. Do you? I don't remember that. I mean, you would have seen Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson at the forefront of that. You didn't see them, did you? I didn't. I didn't. Hell, I didn't even see Van Jones out there complaining about it. Did you? No, no I've no. not seen anybody complaining about it. It, it. You would think it would, you know, be more diverse and, you know, it'd be better to have those. And on top of that, you had the you had the the woman's family, her ancestors came out and told the company, hey, she would have wanted to be on it. Please do not remove her. That's a symbol of, of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's a product. It's a brand that people know and love. And we're asking you, please do not remove our ancestor from your product. They didn't care. They didn't care. No, it's it's like I said, it's all about virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. They have to look woke. It God, fits. Got rid of, I'm sorry, they got rid of cream. I can't get over the cream of wheat. I love cream of wheat. It, this, this all fits the, the Great Reset agenda, the 2030 stuff. It all fits in with that because you have a, the companies are all falling into line, you know, about this equity nonsense and the, that all fits with the Great Reset. This is the Coca-Cola thing too, isn't it? Yeah. It fits in with the Coca-Cola thing as well. Yeah. They, they all fit in with this narrative. It, it's the, um, we're going to have our CEOs replaced by Syrian refugees stuff that the, the, World Economic Forum was saying. So yeah, it, it, this this all fits in with that. They also removed uh, ConAgra br- uh, brands. Is also removed Mrs. Butterworth. I forgot about that one. I love that syrup too. Also released a statement identifying that the packaging may be interpreted in a way that is wholly inconsistent with their values. You know uh, the the Am- uh, Aunt Jemima's. You know who the the, the biggest purchaser of that if you're uh, you're talking identity I, politics yeah it was actually it was the black community wasn't it it was the black community yeah so yeah uh, Man, i'm curious sad. to see if that, that trend that's, stays that's really sad I, i'm sorry that's that's just that's if i'm a corporation head that's despicable that's despicable that is despicable and this crap that's going on with coca-cola that we were talking about the other day that you brought up i heard that that has something to do with esgs ESGs. That was the yes. that was the abbreviation that I heard, which would follow along with the stuff we've seen out of 2030, and of course the Great Reset Agenda itself. ESGs. What does that mean? Environmental Social Governance. That's what that is. Environmental. Think about that for just a minute. Environmental Social Governance. Come on, get out of here well, with that no, nonsense. It, it, environmental, social, and government. It, it's a it's a trinity. It's an oh, unholy government. Trinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Government. So yeah. All right. Did you see the Did you see the video I sent you with the Tesla cars? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty pretty uh, from a from a techie standpoint. Uh, somebody's in trouble. Uh, first of all, but um, it was comical nonetheless. At least nobody was hurt. So basically, what happened was they sent a an over the air update out, an OTA update out to all the Tesla cars, and they did it through their Starlink system, which is that's interesting. I mean, that's that's actually very very helpful that they actually have that system in place. But what they did, they sent an over-the-air update out and it updated the software in all these cars. And they had thousands of them sitting on the lot that uh, of, of where they're produced. So they had them sitting there waiting to ship. 
And when the update went out, there were these massive, like, uh, you know, giant swaths of headlights and taillights flashing all simultaneously across the entire lot. Uh, it was just it was funny <laughs> to see. It was funny to see. It's something GP would have done as a practical joke just to get everybody in the... Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would have started spreading ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what would have happened if somebody put all those cars in gear all at once? Ooh. That's that's I'm wondering if it was one of the techs that intentionally did this to be like, this is how easy it is for someone to go in and hack this and was bringing point. awareness to, a, a, you know, management because management wouldn't listen to them. That would be something I would do if management is unwilling to listen to my concerns about, hey, this is not secure. I'm going to do something like this to, to show them this is how insecure this is. GP, do you own a Tesla yet? Nope. Do you get a tax credit out there? Do you get a tax credit out there if you have one? Big one. Do you? Yes. But I'm not looking at getting one at this particular moment. Okay. I knew you used to have uh, a smart car. I'm waiting for traveling. Yes, I did. Yeah, I know know you used to have... uh, You you don't have any more, right? No, no, no. I donated it. But the uh, the benefits of that that I was asking you about at the time, you said, I'm just trying to picture GP in a smart car. It just doesn't work, does it? No, it just doesn't. <laughs> like, I mean, they're everywhere over here, but uh, where you're at, I mean, it's just, yeah. But you told me the benefit of it was you got free parking in downtown LA. Yes, I did for a while until did everybody get- started getting smart cars. Everybody got smart cars, so now they have to start yes. charging for parking again. <laughs> no, no. They started taking all the free spots. Oh, they were taking all the free spots. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. Those are those are housing developments for uh for the uh, the transients. So I mean, you can't you can't have too many free spots. Right. Well, yeah. At that time, there wasn't. We didn't have the issues that we have today, where there are thousands and thousands of tents on the street. Uh-huh. It wasn't like that before. Now you it wasn't also until used- they 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 you know decriminalized most crime. Uh huh. Now you you also used to have a uh, a Toyota Prius. Do you still have one of those? <laughs> I still have a Prius. Yes, I still have a Prius. Um, and do you and get any? Uh, yeah, I know you got the Ram truck. Do you, do you get any special privileges with the Prius when it comes to driving in town? I get to hold my nose up higher that I'm snooty. <laughs> so that's, that's some of the things, advantages I get to have. I get to. Uh... <laughs> Did you get a tax break on it? Is there a tax break no, on, the, on no, the Prius as well? No, 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 no. I don't have the all electric, so no. I'm 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 in the hybrid. I would have thought I, I like that, to still have gas. Yeah, I, I would have thought. I mean, the, the Prius has been out for a long time. I mean, that was like the, the first mainline hybrid car, but they didn't have this big boom in electric cars at the time. So I would imagine that they would have given you some kind of a tax break in, in taking that step into hybrids, but apparently not. Uh, the hydrogen cars, I want to see those make mm. a comeback. I, I want to see those make yes. a comeback. You guys were supposed to take the lead on that. Your your state was supposed to take the lead on hydrogen cars. You were the first state to have what was it? Governor Governor Schwarzenegger signed in. It was like 120 hydrogen fuel stations across the across the state, right? Yeah, but they never had fuel, so it became a problem. Yeah, well, that's because the money didn't actually go there. The money went into this electric garbage. Well, the electric it's not electric garbage. It still works. It is it's still good. There's just no, it's garbage. There's just Tesla's too many hands okay. out. Tesla's okay. There's too many hands out trying to take pieces of the money. That's all. Yeah. Well, Tesla's built a, a good product. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give I'll give Musk that. His, his company's built a great product. Uh, but a lot of these other companies that are doing this stuff, they're just doing it for the money. Like you said, they, they've got their hands out and that's what it is. So with Tesla, I do have a critique, if you will. Um, he did take government handouts and he did get the, you know, he did uh, tax cuts and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... <laughs> I lessen that critique, if you will, um, because the major 
car companies have taken so much more. He hasn't even scratched the surface on the amount of money that the major car companies have uh, received from the government. That's true. And and they've just, they squandered it. I mean, look how great GM's doing, right? Yeah. Look at, look at that quality stuff they've been putting out over the last 10 years since they've been nationalized or 12 years now since they've been nationalized. By the way, apparently um, California is still pushing for hydrogen fuel cell cars. Really? Uh, they're looking to have 1.5 million zero emission vehicles on California roads by 2025. And okay, so hydrogen fuel cells are part of that. That. Okay, so that is okay. So it really, hydrogen, a hydrogen fuel cell car, which I'm all for those things. That really is a zero emission car. The only output on that is water vapor. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah, it's water. Yeah, water, water vapor. One of the yeah, other one. It's amazing that uh, that all these people that are going around there talking about like green energy. How come they never mention that? Well, uh, part of the reason that they did, that hydrogen fuel cell didn't really take off is because it's super expensive right now to get the hydrogen currently. It's it's not really cheap, the um, conversion process, because you get it from natural gas currently, which we've talked about it before. If we would have been like nuclear or something during the off hours when we have excess energy being produced, you could use that to convert hydrogen. And, but uh, apparently we can't think that through. And No, no goodness. No, we can't do that, Bruce. We got we got environments to save. We got climate lockdowns to do to save the planet. You know, we got to do all that stuff. All right. Uh, moving along. Do you remember we talked about the woman who... Um, Gorilla Glue her hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, she's she's now suing Gorilla Glue. Or well, she she wants to sue Gorilla Glue. So she set her hair with it the other day after running out of hairspray. And well, the other day it's been like she had it like that for a month. Uh, she reportedly hired a lawyer to sue the company after a lengthy trip to the emergency room to remove the product, which proved to be unsuccessful. And I see the video here of all this stuff, like her trying to remove all this. Oh man, that's just that's just terrible. But um, is her name Karen? You would think so. Yeah. Uh, she's 40 years old uh, from Violet, Louisiana. She spent 22 hours in the ER where baffled healthcare workers put acetone on her head, according to uh, reports. Hold up. She's 40 years she's old? She's 40. She's 40 and years did old. This. Yes. Because she needed her hair to look good for her TikTok channel. I, okay. I was expecting like an 18 year old or 16 year old or something, maybe 20 year old, you know. But a 40-year-old did this? 40 years old. Oof. Okay. I worry about humanity sometimes. Sources told uh, the reporters that the acetone burned her scalp and only made the glue sticky before it dried up again, leaving her with the same immovable hair she started with. Um, lady, you put super glue on your head. I, yeah, I don't... Uh, like, it says it, on there, don't come into contact with, like, skin. Your hair is still skin. It's like dead skin cells. I mean, that, that, that's terrible to think about but that's really what it is isn't it uh, well it's sort of it's like i mean like the, the follicles or something yeah yeah yeah. but it's it, it's just uh it's it's the same stuff as your fingernails it just at this point really just shave your head seriously quit i think that's been... what she had to yeah i think that's what she had to do good you can you can live with the shame of that for a little while because of your stupidity and you know what i i hope no lawyers take up your case i hope it gets thrown out of court if you do get it uh, that you should not be suing over this because of your stupidity. Like yeah, hot this. coffee? Yeah, yeah, the hot coffee. Yeah, you always talk about the hot coffee. Yeah, exactly like the hot coffee. I think that was, I honestly think that should have been thrown out. That is the dumbest case. You ordered hot coffee. Of course it's hot. But it was hotter than it should have been. It was 212 degrees. Yeah. It's coffee, GP. Mm -hmm. It's but hot coffee. You ordered hot that. coffee. Yeah. Well, they coffee. Like, 
literally that's what you're supposed to brew coffee and tea at. No, you get you're not boiling. supposed to broil it boiling. Yeah, you're not. It's it makes coffee bad. I don't drink it, but I know the science behind it. Desi, you're you're being too judgmental, GP. What you meant to say was, I don't drink it yet. That's what you meant to say. Right, right. I do not drink that product yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I do not drink that product. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll work on that. We'll work. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that. GP, do you have any moon trees in your yard? (laughs) I don't. I'm afraid of where this is going. Bruce, do you have any moon trees? No, Johnny, I do not have any moon trees. Okay, Bruce, do you have any any moon trees in your yard? Uh, So the first thing I think of with a moon tree, I don't think is what you're referencing. So I have no idea what a moon tree is. What do you think I'm referencing? Is this the tree that I get to stand up in and I present the moon to my neighborhood? (laughs) No, no, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. It's something on those lines. Where would you guys come up with something like that? Like, I wasn't even thinking of that. What what else would a moon tree like? What would you moon tree like? Okay, apparently, no. Yeah. Hear me out on this one. Apparently, that now NASA's called this out. Apparently, there are moon trees all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Apparently, okay. Now, how this happened? I'm not. I'm not joking. Apparently, how this happened uh, during the Apollo 14 mission to the moon, hundreds of tiny seeds were aboard the command module Kitty Hawk. Mm-hmm. The seeds survived the trip to space, hanging out in orbit around the moon. And eventually traveled back to Earth with the crew. Now, let me see. So NASA's germinated the seeds and many of them were planted across the United States as so-called moon trees. And they're still growing today. Mm, Good to not know. Uh, I mean, I don't know why that would be special. So they left the atmosphere, but it's not going to change them in any way. No, but maybe they have superpowers now. Yeah, maybe. How old would the trees be at this point? Well, let me see. When was Apollo 14? What was the Apollo 14 mission to the moon? It was B after 69. So because uh, 13 was uh, no, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, 13 was 13 was seven, 13 was 70, wasn't it? 71 is 71. 71. Yeah. OK, so th- yeah, that would be right. So 60. Yeah. 11 was uh, the one. Yeah. Aldrin uh, Collins and uh, Armstrong were on. That was 69. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, I've got a tree that's could be. 40 years old or so. Yeah, sure. So they say that um, the numerous trips to the lunar surface resulted in many astronauts exploring Earth's largest natural satellite on foot while their ride home orbited high above their heads. On the Apollo 14 mission, the command module Kitty Hawk carried some very special cargo as it circled the moon. Aboard Kitty Hawk, pilot uh, Stuart Rose's personal kit held hundreds of seeds from different varieties. The seeds, which included loblolly pine, sweet gum, redwood, Douglas fir, and Sycamore survived the trip to space as well as the journey home. Uh, once back on solid ground, the seeds were germinated and planted thanks to the partnership between NASA and the U.S. Forest Service. Today, many of these trees can still be can still be found across the United States, and they are alive and well. So basically, they were just it was a PR thing, I guess. That's what I'm taking away from it. So they they sent all these seeds up and said, "Oh, hey, you know, you want a tree from you know, it's been it's been out of this world." And then yeah, okay, you plant it and it grows. Yeah, okay, that that's what I'm taking away from it is that that. Basically, yeah, I guess you could uh, fundraising thing or something, get money off of it and sell them. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So they uh, let me see. It says, uh, let me see. Nonetheless, they were sent off to four services and offices in Gulfport, Mississippi, Placerville and California. 
uh, and Placerville, California, to see if any could be germinated and grown into saplings. Some 450 saplings were grown. NASA says the saplings were given to a variety of institutions, including schools and universities across the country, where some were also offered to parks and government facilities, and a pair of trees even found their way to Brazil. The vast majority were planted in the years immediately following the Apollo 14 mission in the 1970s, but few were, but a few were also planted in the 1980s, with the most recent one being planted in 1986. So here's what you can do. If you're curious as to how far away one is, you can go over to NASA's Moon Tree page. There's an actual Moon Tree page they have. And browse the various plantings, find which type of trees were grown in, in which locations, and the exact location of each moon tree. Today, plants are grown aboard the International Space Station on a regular basis, which they just did a, a thing up there with radishes, I think, right? They grew some radishes. They were bringing them back. Yeah. yeah. They should already be back, I think, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they say, but the roots of all the space-grown plants lead back to these very special seeds that spend a few days traveling to the moon. That's pretty cool. I want a moon tree. Yeah, I don't have any any close. Uh, I mean, Missouri is probably the closest. I guess that's all we had to talk about this morning. So uh, we are going to have to go. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you for sitting down this morning, GP. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.